Really? <laughs> so you didn't meant, know that either? I thought it meant friends. Right. Like hometown friends. Right. Like Susan and I would be paisans because we were friends from Medford. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. no, it just means people from Pisa? It means, Pisa? well, spe- specifically, it means people from Pisa, which Pisa. I was like, I had no idea. Pisa Pizza on Route 1? Yeah, from Pisa Pizza on oh. Route 1. Wow. Yeah, okay. I feel better that you didn't know that because you're no, like I mean, actually I'm going, Italian. I'm going, I'm half Italian, unfortunately. Right. right. But my my family were peasant farmers, so they weren't the Were most... they from Pisa? <laughs> no, not at where, all. Do you know where they're from in Italy? Abruzzi. Abruzzi, yeah, of the Which sauce, is, right? Is the sauce Abruzzi? <laughs> Listen, stay Isn't in your there? lane. I don't know. Uh, Abruzzi, I don't know. No, the, I think you're thinking of meat sauce. <laughs> um, that starts with a B. Um. Welcome to another episode of MQA Sunday with Stephen and Margot. This week, we're discussing Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 through 12, and it's the epiphany of the Lord. Grab a cup of coffee and a seat and join us at the kitchen table for a conversation about this week's gospel. Hey, Stephen. Hey, Margo. Welcome back. Thanks. You as well. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. That's right. It's still Christmas. Christmas season. I don't know about you. I'm toast. Are you? Oh, I'm toast. Yeah. Yeah. We are Um, singed. We are crispy. Like a chestnut on an open fire. (laughs) That's so beautiful. I don't feel like that kind of beautiful toast. I feel like burnt toast. Oh. You know? We're going to actual toast. Yeah. I thought thought that was understood. How was your holiday? So um, at church, mm. my holiday was beautiful and holy and lovely mm-hmm. and spiritual. It really was. It was so great yeah, here. Nice. And we we can maybe talk about this, but we just saw acts of generosity that we didn't expect to see. Mm. And it was beautiful. My heart was on fire. Actual Christmas for myself at home was a little tough. Mm. I've My father's sick in the hospital. So it's been sort of an emotional roller coaster. Yeah, understandable. But um, but here, like actual Christmas was gorgeous. It was yeah. yeah, it was. I agree. But we're going to continue our little conversation about Christmas. Enough about that, right? We move on. <laughs> <laughs> and we're talking about the three kings. The yeah, we epiphany. are. That's right. Well, yeah, we yeah. are. We're talking about the feast okay. of the epiphany. Tell me about it. Well, no. No. I won't, because oh. first we're going to do an icebreaker. Oh, okay. Okay, so tell me, um, your New Year's resolution, because that's coming right up, mm. and the weirdest or worst gift you are ever given. Um, my New New Year's resolution always mm-hmm. is to be healthier. Yeah. And I, I think I last about so every year, 72 hours. Better and better. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how are you going to top last year, is what I'm asking. <clears throat> I don't know what was my thing last year. Probably the same thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And my wide weirdest and worst gift, I was given um, cheese. <laughs> and wait, yeah, just a like ball an... of cheese. Oh, it was dried, and supposedly it was good. But I was like, Do you is... not like cheese? That seems like a really great gift to me. Uh, no, it America, wasn't... <laughs> you're with me. No, right? it wasn't. It was like some Italian cheese that tasted bad. Okay. 
But that was the weirdest. What'd you I've do then? Did you throw I it threw out? it out? You did, of course. Or I tried to give it out to somebody. Someone in family didn't want it. Mm-hmm. They were like, "I don't want your second man cheese." I just put it in the compost. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let the earth deal. That with was it. me who gave you that cheese. No, no it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Um, my New Year's resolution really is this year to get myself together. Okay, get my stuff together. Okay, I'm gonna. Get back on the low carb thing. Yeah, I'm gonna may, start rowing. Nice. Gonna do a little exercising. I'm sure. st- I have, I'm going on a three day silent retreat. Yeah, in early January, so I'm actually starting a weekend. Right, I have right. a bonus week of debauchery, mm-hmm. and then after that, boy, you're not gonna. Yeah, recognize, gonna... you're going away for a couple of weeks. Right, so when I, I come back, you'll be like, "Where's Margot?" Yeah, and I'll be like, "It's me." Right, I just. <laughs> I'm 100% healthier. Yeah. Uh, the worst gift, or weirdest, it's not weird, but it was worst I ever got was probably snow pants. Oh, okay. Which when I was little, we all had to wear snowsuits and snow pants yeah. out in the, like the playground. Story. Yeah, it was exactly it. And that. so why didn't you like this? Because they were awful. Like oh. they were a lot of work to put on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can remember that. And um, were they overalls? They were like, it was like a snow, it was like a, um, like what do you put a baby in now? Oh, oh, okay. But it was the whole thing. Oh, jacket the hood. and pants. Yeah, thing. all oh, one piece. Man, you were the Christmas story. I was, yeah. I okay. mean, everyone in my generation was. Yeah. But, and you know, it would have been one thing to get a snowsuit, but like as a Christmas gift, uh, yeah. that's just rude. Yeah. So. I'm guessing that wasn't from Santa. <laughs> <laughs> that Santa <laughs> did me wrong. No, I'm now. I now I look back and think my mom was probably like <laughs> laughing yeah. about how disappointed I was because <laughs> I'm sure I would if I had yeah. that situation. But um, yeah, I was pretty. I was miffed. Mm. Okay, so then here's what happens at MQOA Sunday. We're using our beta process, which is our small group process here in the parish. It's just to look at the Sunday Gospel, read it once. Take a take a little moment of silence, kind of soak it in. Mm-hmm. Read it one more time, and then we'll talk about it. Yeah. Can't do this wrong. This is not about like um, learning deep theological truths mm-hmm. so much as it is just to reflect on what we hear, maybe what God is trying to say to us through this reading mm-hmm. in this moment. Okay, mm-hmm. you got it. I'm down. Okay, so I'm going to read it once, and here we go. This is a reading from the Gospel of Matthew. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was deeply troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written about through the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is shepherd, who is to shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word that I too may go and do him homage. 
After their audience with the king, they set out. And behold, the star that they had seen at its rising preceded them, until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star, and on entering the house they saw the child with Mary, his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. Take a minute, soak that in. See what stands out to you this time around. And we'll read it through one more time. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them, where the Messiah was to be born. They said to him in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a, a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out, and behold, the star that they had seen at its rising preceded them, until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star, and on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. Tale as old as time. <laughs> You've heard this before, right? I have, yes. Now, last week when we met, we talked about the lullaby effect. Do you remember? Yes, how uh, you believe something that's not actually there or something. Yeah, like something. when you hear a story a million times. You forget the details. You forget the details. Yeah. You start to miss, forget about how weird things are in there. Mm -hmm. So uh, keeping that in mind. Yeah, I felt like this had a lot of details. Really? Way more details than the birth. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's three paragraphs. <laughs> that's true. It is longer. Yeah. So there is that. Yeah. yeah. What stood out to you? Anything? I think what stood out to me was um, that the chief priests and scribes, the people, told them, knew that the Messiah was going to be born in Bethlehem. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that stands out to you? Because it it proves, I mean, it follows the, the lineage mm -hmm. that Christ is the Messiah. Mm -hmm. And, like, wouldn't you have, like, a, like a base there 
Like, just <laughs> like waiting a, for the like Messiah maybe to come. a nice hospital for babies. Yeah, right? If, you, if the writings are telling you it's in Bethlehem, mm-hmm. maybe it doesn't do- tell you when. Right. But still, you would still have like a look out there. Right, right but what would you even be looking for? A Messiah. Right. Probably not know. a baby. Not Probably not a homeless baby. Yeah, but this... Right? Like maybe there was a look out there that was like... It's not written here. I'm so a, it's yeah. true. I'm true. Yeah. So I, I so I just think it's it's interesting that the they that they knew that mm-hmm. and they told them. And then I love the the evilness of Herod being like, Yeah, I totally wanna <laughs> worship this baby. Herod's a bad mamma jamma. And then yeah. I have been learning about Herod. Yeah, tell me about him. You ready? Okay. Because so... it's portrayed in in fiction. Mm-hmm. Of like a Roman, like a typical Roman guy. Right. Like curly hair, li- lining, um, relaxing on one of those... Lounging. Lounging yep. things with like grapes and he's like <laughs> has makeup on and he's kind of um, flamboyant. Is I don't know where I'm getting this where from. Where are you getting this but from? Some is this is a Disney movie. It's a Disney movie, <laughs> yeah, right? It's Hercules. It's King of Egypt. Um, something of Egypt. No, that's not Disney. It's called Prince of Egypt. Prince. <laughs> that's Moses' time. Sorry. I'm sorry. And um, no, but I just remember maybe it was um, The Passion of the Christ. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But anyways, anyway. so tell me the truth. So Herod is the name of a Jewish family. With strong connections to the Roman government. Ding, ding, ding. Members of his family ruled over Palestine from about 55 years before Jesus until near the close of the first century. Okay. So the one mentioned in our text is Herod the Great. I always wonder how they get these nicknames. Is it like while they're alive? I think they just... Did they say like... They continue... They're like, I'm Herod the Great. You should call me Margot the Great. Yeah. Starting... It's like Beloved with John. Right. He wrote Beloved. (laughs) That's right. I love that. Uh, he was the only one who had the title king in in 40 BC, so 40 years before Jesus. Mm-hmm. The Roman Roman Senate appointed him king of the Jews. But before he could reign, he had to remove Antigonus II from the throne. Okay. Who he had been placed there by Rome's enemy, the Parthians. So Herod with Mark Anthony mm. defeats him who was executed by the Romans at Herod's request. Herod ruled from 37 BC to 4 BC. And oh. he was his rule was marked totally by total loyalty to Rome, harsh repression of any opposition and family strife. Wow. Not a pleasant time to Doesn't be seem like it. in a family, right? And then he was so um awful. He was also, he was quite paranoid about people trying to overthrow him. Every dictator is. Reasonably so, because that's how he got his job, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he even had some of his some of his own sons murdered, murdered. Yeah. so that they would not take his throne. Wow. Right? What we do for power. I know. It's so true. It's, I have a quote. Augustus said of him, I would prefer to be his pig than his son. <laughs> This was after Herod put them to death, his two favorite sons to death. He'd already executed their mother, his favorite wife. Wow. So he was a particularly dangerous guy. Yeah. Wow. And and these magis seem to be buddy-buddy with him. Or maybe they just, they're 
they are cautious because yeah. if they're gonna if you're willing to kill your favorite wife. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, these magi. You, we think you're great, Herod. Yeah, right. We, in fact, we call you Herod the Great. Interesting. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about the magi? Yeah. Who are they? What do you remember about? Well, what does it even say about them? Well, okay. So lullaby. Lullaby effect. Yes. Three mm-hmm. kings. Mm-hmm. They're kings of some sort. sort. Mm-hmm. There's always two white and one brown. Mm-hmm. And they are dressed. Pretty fancy uh-huh. with their presents in their hands. Right. Camels. My friend, I have to right. tell you this. My friend, um, she does a photo thing every year of the, the travel of the kings. So okay. she has a nativity scene set in her apartment, in her house. Mm-hmm. And she, every day she po- takes a photo of the kings somewhere else. Okay. And I love it. I want, I want I'll, to see I'll that. I'll put it in the, in, the, um, in the notes for those listening. You want to look at it. It's That's very amazing. fun. But anyways. Um, so that's my knowledge of the kings. Okay. So three, two white, one brown. Yep. They're kings. Yeah. They've got camels. But can't, they In can't all be. the pictures, there's camels. Oh, yeah. Camels. Right? Yes, yes, yes. They have three gifts. Right. Um, oh, and wise men. They're called wise men, too. Or wise right? men, yeah. Or someone here calls them wise guys. <laughs> Is that you? No. Karen, oh. <laughs> our environmental person, says wise guys. The wise guys. I love that. Um, All right, so tell me about them. So, okay. What's, what's, tell me the truth. The, here's, the, here's the truth about the Magi, or the Magi. I've heard Magi. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to actually read you a chunk here okay. from my notes, okay? So I won't talk. You can if you want. So many English translations render this Greek word wise men. One um, Bible translation has astrologers as mm-hmm. a footnote. But this is this author says is being far too kind about these visitors. Huh. It's being misleading about these worshipers. So these, um, because we've kind of gotten used to thinking that these guys are models of faith, right? Oh, okay. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're listening, right? They're just they following dreams. the star. Yeah. They're never, yeah. They're they're Faithful. doing, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. They're believers, right? They're they're coming to worship. But originally, um, in Persia, the Magi were dream interpreters. By Jesus' time, the term referred to astronomers, fortune tellers, or stargazers. Okay. Uh, In fact, our word magic or magician comes from the same (gasps) root word, right? So they were not so much respectable wise men or kings, but they were like horoscope fanatics. Interesting. Isn't that fascinating? Why they always are looking up in the sky. Right. Okay. Right. So they, okay, go on. I have. So he says, we might compare them to people people in fortune teller booths or people on the psychic hotline, which is, do you remember that? Chloe. (laughs) Is that right? Chloe. Miss Cleo. Miss Cleo. This is basically Jesus was revealed. Wow, imagine if okay. To Miss Cleo. Right. Yes. So much to say. Go with that. One <laughs> one writer describes the Magi this way. Okay. Magi. The Magi would thus represent to the early Jewish reader the epitome of Gentile idolatry and religious hocus pocus. Dabblers in chicken gizzards forever trotting off here or there in search of some key to the future. Wow. Right. <laughs> wow. They would not be welcomed today at all. Hello. Wow. And right? they are like. They would be completely disregarded. Yes. 100%. Yep. But I'm guessing Herod believed in them. 
I think Herod was paranoid. This is just a guess. Uh, yeah, he's so paranoid. paranoid that he's willing to listen to anyone, Anybody. right? And normally, it's the the worst people. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So would um, were they accepted in the Jewish? Oh no, oh, no, they goodness. were not. That was condemned. Uh, okay. Forbidden. So now here, let's just think this out. Okay. Mary just popped out Jesus in a stable. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but in the reading, it says they went to the house where he was. So they were welcomed in somewhere? Uh, maybe. Okay. Or someone was like. Some people are guessing that this happens about two years later, oh. actually, although it does say newborn here in this reading. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. But anyway, there's Mary. Okay. Making she has some a kid. Soup. Or she's, she's got a little baby. Yeah. And then these three mystics right. come. Right. Wow. And they're like, hey, we heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we followed a star here. Like we looked at our charts. Right, right, right. And this is. Here we are. Yeah. Imagine. I love that. Yeah. I just love that so much. Again. So the star is, they didn't have like a dream. They mm. just saw the star and wanted to go to it, right? Because they're always looking for. Right. Like how did they know that he was. So they do have a dream at the end of the story where they're reminded to go the other way. Yeah. But no, it was in their charts, I guess. From east arrived in Jerusalem. Right, but how do they know about a new king of the Jews? It's what they read in their horoscope in the New York Times that morning. Wow. <laughs> this sh- changes it all. I've... Why does it change it all? Um, because or how? It, 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 because it, no one talks about what they were. Uh-huh. They, why are they called kings then? Is that, Do you have a is, guess? Is that as us to, why? to make, make us feel better about it? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Like wise men. Oh, look at these beautiful examples of faith. These yeah. three king who come and like lay right, down be, low before the real king. But they wouldn't be kings if Herod was there. Herod would kill them. Yep. So they weren't kings, right? And wise men, you don't think of debatable, <laughs> yeah. right? When you think of psychics and. Yep. Long Island medium. Right. You don't think of wise men, no boy people. Right. This wow. is this should be this, this is, is a total <laughs> I feel like I'm on WandaVision. <laughs> the Long Island medium showing up at Mary and Joseph's yes. house like and being like, I follow the star with spirit her spirit told me with her nails. I was just in the deli getting some prosciutto. <laughs> some prosciutto. <laughs> some prosciutto. <laughs> getting some abruzzi. And then what the hell does this all mean? Why aren't we talking about this? Well, what? I know we're talking about it now, <laughs> yeah. but why does it take me to get 33 what? years <laughs> fair of Catholic life to realize that these are psychics? Why? Oh, my goodness. Why do you think That's it's so important? Funny. Like, why should we be talking about this? Well, it just shows that everyone is welcomed at the table. Once yeah. again, even, yeah. even if he was newborn or a couple of years older, like, God's not pulling the MVPs. Right. Right. He's he's not the lo- like lowest of society. Yeah. Last week, shepherds. Yeah. Smelly, family losers. Right. Non-showerers. Yeah. Outdoor peers. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the first people God's revealed to. Yeah. Um, the word epiphany is like it means like wow to have like a aha moment. Okay. Right. It's like something is manifested in front of you. Something becomes real in front of you. Yeah. As an epiphany. But, so God chooses these. But even like Mary and Joseph, they're like, mm-hmm. 
What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm I gave birth I'm to, to make soup here. the son of man and yeah. you're sending me shepherds and you're sending me <laughs> psychics. Yeah. I wonder how they would have felt. Like it would have been like Right, like this is not going the way I yeah, thought. I don't want to be go. associated with this. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that's great. I think it's that's so that's so interesting. How you just so kind of like wash it over. The more you read the gospels, and this is definitely true in Mark. I think Mark really is making a point of this, mm. but also so far in Matthew. This is Matthew. Why are we in Matthew? This is Luke here. I know. But I um over and over and over in the Gospels, you find out that the wrong people yeah. are the ones who see Jesus for who for he you. is yeah. and the ones who God reveals God's self to, which, you know, to me, is good news. <laughs> yeah. No, that's all. It, it, it right? is good news. It's just like, just, you know, like rip away the veil. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love how excited you are by this. It makes me happy. <laughs> Uh, what do you think about these gifts? I'm guessing that they're the gifts that you give to kings. On when, I mean, yeah, right. Gold is money. Mm-hmm. Frankincense is a sense, correct? An incense, yeah. And then I don't know what myrrh is. Myrrh is like a a, a spice. A spice. So you it's, got. I think it's made out of like sap, and it's oh. it's um scented and spicy. So you can smell good, you have money to go continue forward, and you can cook well. <laughs> You're all set. Yeah. No, 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 no. Not a cooking spice, oh. like a burial spice. Oh. So here's the cool thing about these things. Um, they're maybe valuable, probably resale, right? Yep, yep. And they're Easily. understandably valuable gifts that they're like, oh, you're the king, we're bringing you gifts. Uh, you know, even today, the president goes to visit the some country or king, anything. Some, king of something and brings them something yeah. valuable, right? That still happens today. Yeah. Um, so gold, obviously, easy one. Mm-hmm. Frankincense um, was something used in worship, ah. right? So, and it was probably kind of rare and expensive. Okay. And myrrh was a burial spice. And you would use a burial, can you guess why you would use a burial spice? Because the body smell? Yep. You got it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So was so, it for the dead or was it for the living? It was for anointing the dead. Okay. Right? So think about those things so in non- the real story of Jesus, right? Yeah. First of all, he's a king, but a different kind of king. Right. Than we're than we usually talk about. Yep. So gold to bring to the king, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um frankincense. I see I reading through this this time, I kept thinking about priest, prophet, and king. Oh, okay. So like Myrrh and frankincense both had um, like healing properties okay. to them. They're inflammatory, anti-inflammatory. Oh, all right. Um, and some people have said these gifts are basically prophecies about who Jesus was eventually to be understood to be. So they were okay, foreshadowing were... his death. Yep. Foreshadowing his priesthood mm-hmm. of all the people and his kingship. Mm-hmm. But I think that's so interesting. Like. Maybe that's a story we're writing. Yeah. In the rearview mirror. Yeah. Possibly. You're right. But also that's kind of how God works, right? You you realize what's happening after the fact. Right. Unless you read your star charts. (laughs) In which case you can know it beforehand. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) So you're saying gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Mm is like gold is king, frankincense is is priest, Mm -hmm. myrrh is prophet. 
<laughs> yeah, and I mean, I was sort of a dark side of that because I know, I know that prophets generally, if you're a prophet, there are two options: yeah. one, you can be listened to; this is less likely. Yeah. Two, you will be killed. Right. Right. And most are. And most are. So. Yeah, that makes sense. But I'm, I'm, I'm that's it. me making that up. There's there's no valid theology behind that. Just it, my own personal. Idea. That's pretty valid. Thank enough. you. Thanks, Stephen. Um, but also, mm-hmm. I just read this this morning. All three of these things would have been used in Old Testament times, which when you say Old Testament times, that's thousands and thousands and thousands of years. So yep. let's just, we'll lump that together. Okay. Um, in decorating the temple. And the temple was the holiest mm-hmm. place. It was the place where God came to meet God's people. Right. 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 So to be using these things to kind of decorate yeah. Jesus would be could be interpreted as declaring Jesus the new temple. Nice. Which is cool. Yeah. Right? Again, God working. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But also the the oh Matthew's not talking to new Christians. Yeah, I like didn't Luke. read up on Matthew. I really it's should okay. have, but but this I mean just is there is there story in Luke? I'm guessing not. That's also a good question. Okay. We'll get it next week. Reader, let us know what you find. Um, Do some research. Because it, it, this, if if this was Luke, the mm-hmm. gold, Frankenstein, that would help the Jewish people realize that there's some background right. to it. Right. Wow. <laughs> my, my family on my Italian side mm-hmm. said that they used to celebrate the three kings more than Christmas. Mm. Or they would get a little present. Mm-hmm. Which I, every year want to be like that's what i want to do i want to do, like not really celebrate christmas but celebrate in the gift giving right, thing right yeah we they the call it little christmas right yeah little christmas yeah. yeah yeah i think is that a just an italian thing because my my husband's family is into little christmas a little bit yeah i guess so um okay well you can do that yeah if you I want i mean it's not too late i know it's the sunday i guess <laughs> I have a yeah, see? Get three shopping days left I think we should take a break. Yeah, we'll see you in a couple minutes. Okay. Hi, this is Steven, your Director of Family Engagement with... Margo Morin, your pastoral associate. And we're here to ask you a big question. Do you ever just wish you could go to a place and not feel embarrassed by your faith questions? Do you know what I mean? Like mm. that place where you could just go and have a conversation with someone mm-hmm. and be like, you know what? I don't get this. I don't believe this. I do believe this. I hate this. Yeah. I love this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. People don't think about church as the place to go and ask those questions, which is ironic. Right. But there is a place at our church here at Mary Queen of the Apostles. We call it Alpha. Yes. And we are having our next series start this January 13th. That's a Thursday. It's, it's a come and see night. We have appetizers and drinks and you get to meet some people, grab some great food and then kind of start a conversation about the big questions. And we host that here at St. James Hall, uh, located at 160 Federal Street. And uh, you can find out more information about it on our website, mqa.org slash alpha. And we're back. We're back. Welcome back. Okay. So I can feel the Mm wow-ness, the epiphany that you're having. Ding, ding, ding. Right? What should we be talking about on the Feast of the Epiphany? Like what, if if we're not talking about kings... Like, what should we be talking about? I got. I think I got something. Hit me. God is reaching out 
to all of us in a unique way. Okay. And if we simply listen and follow it, uh-huh. hopefully he'll bring you to Jesus. Okay. So these three yeah. love astronomy. Yeah. Follow did did something anti church mm-hmm. and it brought them to Christ. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it it could work for everyone else. Yeah. You know, maybe whatever it is they're doing. Right. Um, I know that like it took a, a like I'm just thinking of um, the woman that you're working with with the nonprofit stuff. Mm-hmm. Like she has her own nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Something led her through this. Right. Her skills right. led her to church. And now she's helping us right. be a better church financially. Yep. Right. So like you don't have to change much. Steven. You don't have to change much for God to use you. You're talking about gifts, right? I'm talking about gifts. You're talking about gifts. Yeah. I love that. Like just you don't have to change basically to have God love you and And use you. And use you. To to do amazing things. To do great things, yes. And that I think that too that God wants to speak to us in the language that we hear best right. in, right? Yep. God's I think God's deepest longing is for us to know God. Mm-hmm. Like God is always, always, always trying to reveal God's self to us. Mm-hmm. And for some of us, maybe we need three rich kings yeah. bowing down to an infant. And that is how God speaks to us mm-hmm. of this revelation. But for most of us, I feel like it's we're more with the psychics, you know? We're more yeah. with the boneheads who are disregarded by society. Right. <sighs> I do love that. Yeah. And we always teach at confirmation, too. Like, we talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We talk, teach specifically about seven, but there's mm. lots, right? Mm-hmm. And I always say to our confirmation candidates, God gives you the gifts that you need, mm-hmm. right? We don't all have the same gifts. Right. It would never occur to me to bring gold to an infant, mm-hmm. but it did occur to them. And that's, here we are, right. you know? I, I want to read you this little quote from Richard Rohr. Okay. He's one of our favorite theologians mm-hmm. around here. We all love <laughs> We all have a list of favorite theologians. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. That might just be me. But Richard Rohr, he's a Franciscan priest, and he says, At Jesus's very birth, he is fully identified with poverty, homelessness, immigrants, shepherds who are unclean by temple criteria, and pagan astronomers, astrologers from some offbeat oriental religion. This cosmic Christ did not come to create or maintain any in-groups or superiority systems, but to live and offer to the world a universal truth. That is a very challenging right. quote. Yeah. Tell me tell me what's challenging. I think the I think my parents generation would have a real trouble with that because it's been painted so yeah. glossy. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I love that. I mean that that's like we should we should have that facing outward yeah. in our churches yeah. in Salem because we have here we, we are. have all of those. Right. All of those things. You're yeah, right. Here in Salem. So we got, totally we got right. stuff to do. Yeah. That's very cool. And it's true. I think that's very true. And I think that I, I the rap that people get from Christianity or Catholics is that it is a club. Only mm-hmm. certain people can come in and and blah, 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 and do a certain, th- a certain way of right. doing things. And, do it right. Yeah. It's challenging for a church because, oh, you know, and I, and I want to kind of defend your parents' generation because there is this feeling of safety in knowing what's right and what is wrong, right? Yes. And if you know what's right and what's wrong, you can avoid the wrong and do the right and then you'll be okay. Right. Right. So which I enjoy too. <laughs> sure. Right. Yeah. And then there's some safety in knowing like who's like me and who's not like me. Mm-hmm. 
and here we are. But I love the idea that God was like, I'm going to go ahead and reveal myself yeah. to people who are not like me, you know, right. who are not like you. Yeah. Who you not expect. Right. Who you think should be there, isn't there, and who shouldn't be there, right? is there. Yeah, right. it's great. It's it's flipping the script. <laughs> right. If you know who's right and who's wrong, right? If yeah. you know who are the right people and doing things right, wouldn't you write the story that these are three wise kings right. in robes yeah. with crowns? Yep. Like, that's a beautiful story of the right people knowing who Jesus is. Yeah. But it's not. But even but even in that writing, mm -hmm. you still reveal who they were, which if you just did some research, you would find out about it. Right. It's, it's, a, investigating. Can, it's in Google. Yeah. Right. You can Google this. Yeah. So it's, okay. So then this is another call for the church mm -hmm. to invite and welcome all of right. these People. Right, not just invite, but like acknowledge. Acknowledge, yeah, yeah. That God can move, move history, can yeah. change everything um, in ways that we don't think are the right ways. Mm -hmm. Love it. Love it. Mm -hmm. Love it. What is this on the in the beta program, which you can find on MQA.org mm -hmm. slash beta? Yep. There is this shocked man. <laughs> so that's he's having an epiphany. Oh, he's having an epiphany. That's a <laughs> Did you search that up, that word, and that's what came up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like it. He looks like an alpha on the street commenter. Uh-huh. I think the the more we forget how allied God is with the homeless, yeah. with the oppressed, with the marginalized, mm -hmm. the farther we get off plan. You know? It's funny because there in my 10 years of ministry, mm -hmm. there have been people that came in and was like so strong about social justice. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we need to do this, we need to do this. And I was like, ah, but we have to do this first, mm. which is probably what I was thinking more education. Yeah. So it's just interesting that now, like, I'm probably going to be that person <laughs> that's going to be like, we need to do social yeah. justice. Um, and not just so sh push it aside because mm -hmm. it, it's very clear. I think that's growth. Yeah. I do. Well, that's thanks. like you're, you're coming to it's a just pure <laughs> faith position. I am serious. Yeah, yeah. Right? You're getting back to the basics, the essentials. Yeah. I just think that it's like the crazy, like, oh, there's another crazy person that's talking about just, And now I'm like, no. right? Which is what I thought that the three kings would be, you know? Yeah. It's just very cool. Have we talked about the word radical? You know, when people talk about being radical Christians or radical whatever, mm. um, they mean, they basically mean like crazy off, you know, off the wall. Right. Lost the thread kind of ridiculous people. Mm -hmm. But the word radical means roots ah. and then it's the same root word as the word for radish which is a root which I is a root I, oh, wait, I think we have talked about yeah, this I, yeah i love that so much because yeah so basically a radical person is going back to their roots going back to cool. the essentials the yeah. thing that anchors us to the ground that yeah. connects us with all of like yeah. all of creation so i'm cool with being called a radical christian all right. <laughs> this has been quite a turnaround. I love I that. I have to say. Twist. From, from four or five weeks ago of yeah. doom and gloom yep. to they were psychics. Yeah. <laughs> and not even wise and not even yeah. kings. Not even rich. I love it. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad. This is, what a journey. Yeah. What a journey this yeah, has been. I can't wait until see what this new year brings. Mm. Just want to end up really by inviting people to check out our church because we do want to be that church where mm. where we do acknowledge that God moves 
in the hearts and minds of people that we don't expect. Mm -hmm. We do want to be a place who has open doors to people with whatever your gifts are, right? Yeah. And so um, we're sort of a hodgepodge of all kinds of people. Yeah. And we, we really are. We want to invite you to to bring your hodge and join our podge. Is that does that sound yeah. dirty or something? No, I don't, I don't, okay. No. I'm thinking. Is that a thing? Hodgepodge. Yeah. So that's good. That's easy. <laughs> and I I would like to speak to those who are already in our church. Yeah. Who are either new to faith or have been here for a long time. Is um I would encourage you to invite friends and family. Mm-hmm. Show if you really love our parish, which I know people do. We know you do. Um, invite them, you yeah. know, be, and have that. Hopefully God gives you some opportunities mm-hmm. to invite to Alpha or yeah. anything that we're doing. Yeah. Um, but just tell them what we did on Christmas. We'll yeah. have you guys find out. That's right. We have a lot of open doors here in this parish. We do. A we lot do. of first, um, first steps you can take. You can take a little peek in and um, get to know us. And and get to love us. Because what can I say? We're lovable. We're lovable. You like me. <laughs> All right. Do you want to end in prayer? We haven't ended in oh, prayer in a while. That would be so great. Are you? Nope. I'm pointing at this You're to pointing you. at me. Yeah. I would be happy. Beautiful. To pray for us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God, thank you for always inviting us deeper. Thank you for inviting us to the table to take a look at your word and to find you there. Thank you for revealing yourself to us, for wanting to know us, for wanting us to know you. God, give us opportunities to be seekers of you this week. Give us opportunities to invite others to bring their gifts to you in offering of worship. And give us, God, opportunities to share our gifts and our invitation, and our love to others this week. God, in a special way, I ask you to bless anyone out there who is looking for a place where they can feel at home, a place where they can ask those questions and feel welcomed, acknowledged, and valued for what they bring. So I ask you, God, to to reach especially into the hearts of anyone who's listening now who feels that way, and let them know that we welcome them in your name. Amen. Thanks for joining us. Yes. We'll see you. We, we'll oh, we'll see you next year. Yeah, we'll see you next year. Right. Oh, this is the Happy time. Happy New Year. All right. Have a great week. MQA Sunday is brought to you by Mary Queen of the Apostles Parish, located in the historic city of Salem, Massachusetts. Your hosts are Margo Morin, pastor associate, and Stephen Antonio, the director of family engagement. The show is recorded in Salem, Massachusetts, and edited by the staff of MQOA. The beta lesson is written by Margo Morin. Find out more about Mary Queen of the Apostles Parish on our website, mqoa.org.